What's up, left turn Colts? We're back. We have Chase Holden from Garage Guys on. Hell yeah. Welcome, Chase. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me so much. I, uh, I'm sorry I don't have the video on tonight. It's been, uh, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy day, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I forgot to plug my co-hosts because uh, I was looking off and got distracted. Uh, I'm going to let you guys say your names. My bad. Uh, it's Cody, your host with the most. And uh, I'm Cooper. We're missing Parv this week. He's, uh, he's a little sleepy, so. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to have to do without Parv. But we're one out for Parv, Parv tonight. Yeah. So, so our, our guest this week. Pretty, uh, pretty exciting, eccentric and flamboyant Twitter personality, I would say. Um, you know, uh, he recently shaved off his beard. Yeah, yeah, I had to get ready for the season, man. It's uh, <laughs> Twitter's a wild place, man. But no, it's uh, we we got to get ready for the season, man. NASCAR is here. It's just you got to embody the sport, man. And it, what what better way to do it than with a with a with a nice Dale stash? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I I don't I don't have the balls for that. I don't think mine's thick enough yet, but. <laughs> no man you, you keep working on it dude i'm telling you to get there you, you get to some races and then you know the more more races you get to especially talladega like it just comes just is that the trick for it <laughs> that's it man you just got to get out in the infield you know and you just they, they say just get out there and you just say you just pray to dale man and he brings it to you you get hey, the stash you race hell and praise <laughs> dale that's my motto my dad oh, always yeah. my dad always told me the best thing to grow facial hair is to do an act that i cannot mention on this show Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think I've heard that one. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it works or not, but uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad candidate, to a bad example for it. <laughs> so uh, I mean, there's a few things we can cover real quick. The duels just ended, and this is 12 1 a.m. Depending on your time zone, the duels just ended, which is weird. But yeah. so Chase, duel number one. Where are you at on that one? Do you like it? Man, when I'll be honest, like I was, I was like really like deep in the computer at the time, but I was watching over my shoulder the entire time for that one, dude. Eric Amarola came away with it, dude. It was uh, surprising stuff, man. And I know that uh, Dale actually he dropped some uh, some some bets for this race over in our uh, in our Discord channel, so he was he was hyped up. So, but dude, for me, I think the most surprising thing about this race, um, Christopher Bell um, getting there, getting in second, man. It's I don't know. Like, the, I think that's the new vibe maybe for him The being on, you know, Joe Gibbs now being in that 20 car. And I had this weird feeling about him early in the race, but the way, the way everything rolled out, man, I mean, like I, it was just, I, the second one was better. I'm sorry. <laughs> the second one was better. That's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. Oh, I, I agree so, entirely. Yeah. I and, think uh, <laughs> 23, 11 racing, man, they come out to play tonight. Wild, wild. Yes, we did. Insane. <laughs> uh my boy went to to the center of the earth he didn't even make it to the end of the thing uh after smithley turned left and then i think cooper's boy won yes sir uh yes sir chase okay all right so right off the bat like who's the boy that you're looking for every week i mean who's the driver that you, you that kind of just speaks out to you oh man there's a couple of them but uh i know last season like Denny was one that I was on pretty early and, and like, you know, he was hitting and we're, we're not really seeing like that same kind of thing. I mean, it's super early. I mean, the clash happened. We still got the road course coming up. I know he wants to get that, but yeah, I, I gotta say like, you know, Denny's definitely somebody that, that I want to have in my lineups a lot. And then uh, this year I'm actually, I have this, uh, the strange confidence behind me with, uh, with, with RCR, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick. I'm a, uh, 
I'm feeling like they they're uh, they're getting to a point to where they're about to be uh, contending pretty regularly. I like, so, I like this guy. Yeah, good man. <laughs> good man. I was just saying it was. I mean, Austin got the you know that second duel. You know, Bubba was phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. so awesome to see a new car out there, like the 23. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you know they had a lot of moments where you get up there, but. William Byron, too. I mean, even though he wrecked out, right. I think that it was, uh, you know, we were all talking in there. It was wild that he was even trying to, to hit that hard when he had one of the best cars, you know. Yeah, so and yeah, like- that's one thing watching I could not comprehend. Because, you know, Bowman dropped to the back <laughs> relatively early in Duel 1 and still had, you know, his engine issues or whatever is going on with him. But I could not understand why William Byron was running so hard in that first half. He just out he's flexing, man. He's trying to flex on him. He flexed too hard. He got the he got that rainbow rainbow warrior scheme and come out to freaking swing tonight is what happened. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, I'm uh I'm telling you, man, like like watching Bubba run like that was pretty epic. So it's good to see that that equipment is is doing that. I mean, it's just a super speedway for now, but we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But another one, uh another guy that's you know he already won the clash and I think he finished what fourth in the duel. Kyle Busch, man, it looks like he doesn't want to have a replay of last season so far <laughs> yeah one win for him uh our um our fourth guy is a huge Kyle Bush fan and uh it's it's really fun to have him on the show because we have a we pretty much have a gimmick is we just shit on uh Parv a lot for for like <laughs> <Kyle Bush. laughs> you guys got a good combo man you, you got a lot of a lot of, lot of driver diversity in there man yeah man yeah I think I think it's one of the good things about this show that I enjoy him a lot because I don't think I think at the beginning we agreed a lot and then the season has started, we've started to really differ. Uh, the clash, yeah. the clash ending. Me and Cody probably went back and forth for an hour and a half uh, between the Blaney and the Elliott ordeal. Um, oh man! So that's a good question to bring up here. Who do you think was at fault there? I don't think anybody was at fault, man. I mean, when you look Damn. at it, like I, I knew, I knew the moment that uh, you know Blaney got up there. Like I told everybody, like that was in our discord and everything i was like chase is about to turn him like chase is man like no you know because you don't want to think that you know you know chase and blaine are your friends you don't want to think right. that something like that would happen it just it played right into it man they're, they're competitors dude i mean they said it themselves after the race too like you know it's when you're on that racetrack i mean it, there's no friends i mean unless you're you know drafting in the pack like they, you got to do what you got to do to win. So I don't think that, uh, I mean, if Blaney would have done to Chase or, you know, Chase did to Blaney, either way it would win. It, it is what it is. It's racing. But Kyle, man, he just stole that thing, dude. That was oh, crazy. Yeah. Like <laughs> candy from the kids. <laughs> I was hoping Chase would at least, like, get it together because, like, I had had some money on Chase and uh, it didn't work out. But, I mean, he was, like, the favorite to win that thing, dude. It was so close. But, yeah, our guy, uh, our guy Dale, man, he he bet Kyle, dude, at plus eleven hundred odds, man. So that was insane. Like it was a huge hit to start us off the season. Wow. What was the payout on that? Oh, dude, so like, uh, put a hundred bucks in, it's eleven hundred dollars for him winning. Damn. Oh my god! I bet you yeah. he was jumping up and down when he saw. Oh him. yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's on. Uh, we, we we definitely put it up on Twitter and stuff like that. So uh, we had the video because he does his new show now called Dale Center. <laughs> where uh, every week he's going to be, um, you know, he's got a nice little racing background set up and it's, it's live and he's out there in the middle of the tracks and stuff. And he, uh, he gives his picks out and stuff, man. So yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be a, the newest addition to, to what we're, we're trying to bring to the sport and bring to uh, DFS players and, and people that want to bet on NASCAR. Cool. So that's, that's where I want to go next. <clears throat> now for you, where did the garage guys come from? So, 
it's you know, I don't I don't think I've been asked this question like on like another NASCAR show. Um, but it's funny because we when we started out, like it wasn't even about NASCAR. <clears throat> so we started out as a fantasy football podcast in 2017. Me and a buddy of mine were in a league for a really long time. And, you know, um, I was an insurance agent at the time and I was listening to, you know, Sirius XM fantasy sports radio pretty much like every morning on my way to work. And I just, one day I was like, I want to do this. Like, I was like, this is like, this is where I want to, this is what I want to try to do if I, for a career. Cause like, I was just at that point where I was kind of doing the norm. And I was just like, I, I want, I want to do a little bit more, you know? So me and a buddy of mine got together and we would just watch football on Sundays and we would sit in his garage and then we would just talk about the games. And I just borrowed a mic in there one day and I was like, let's just make a show. Put it on SoundCloud, did that for a little while. And probably for about the first year and a half, man, it was just all fantasy football. And, uh, we had a couple of a uh, couple of changes. I had a new co-host come on, and then I'm uh, started working for Roto Baller and writing articles for them. And I was covering like a couple of NFL teams. And then I just remember asking our uh, our manager one day. I was like, "Hey, is anybody doing NASCAR?" Because I was a NASCAR fan growing up, you know, like as a kid. And and I kind of stopped watching it for a good bit of time right after I graduated high school in like 2010. And uh, Eventually, like, I just said, look, I want to do this. Like, I want to start writing. And when I started writing about it, man, and, and doing it in a, in a way with, like, fantasy and, and DraftKings, FanDuel, and things like that, it was just, like, it re-sparked that interest. And I just saw something more. Like, I was like, okay, like, we could literally take our show. And we still like to talk about football. You know, we did this past season. And uh, our guy, Drew, he had a, an amazing best bets record. But we, when I started going to the races and I started kind of covering them and doing some media stuff there, like, that's when I just realized like, okay, like, you know, th this is it. And I saw, I don't know, like I, I saw a couple of years ago that like NASCAR is just getting to a point now to where more people are getting interested in it. And and there's a lot of, you know, like Michael Jordan came to the sport this season. That's, that's wild, you know, and so many new fans are going to be coming this way. And it just, uh, it converted itself into a NASCAR show. And that's, and it's crazy, like in a short amount of time, like that's what people know us for now. It's just like NASCAR when originally it was football. So it's, uh, you, you kind of go with things and things just kind of find you, you know, and it's, uh, it's been, a, it's been an awesome, awesome ride with the, this show because a lot of people uh, that I talk to that I see like doing, you know, podcasts and other things like that. I, I love hearing their stories and like, you know, what inspired them to do it. So I appreciate you guys asking about that. That's uh Cause it's definitely a good, um, a really good thing. And it's a positive motivator. I think, you know, is like for everybody to just get out there and do what they really want to do. Yeah, for sure. And I think the young media that is starting to come into the sport, I think that's, what's really going to propel NASCAR. Um, and then, you know, when me and you were talking, when I was, when I was throwing my pitch at you to get you on the show, uh, <laughs> I, I think fantasy is a really good way to get younger people interested in NASCAR. Yeah, man, especially people in like the fantasy football communities and stuff, because there, there's some differences to the game. But I will say this much, like I've played NASCAR fantasy live and I can definitely see where after a certain amount of time, it just kind of gets mundane. So like when when people come over to DraftKings or FanDuel and they're like setting a new lineup every week and, you know, and it's it's similar to fantasy live in some ways, but the point scoring is different and you're just playing in like these rooms with thousands of people. And if you just finish, happen to finish first, I mean, you know, you might bring home, you know, five, 10 K in a day. It's just, it's insane how, how fun it can be. Like when you, you just toss some money into it, man, like it. And I think that goes for every sport that's mm -hmm. out there. Yeah. That's, that's something that, 
So when Cody kind of introduced me to you all, and this was this was way before I think this is even before we started this podcast. Uh, this is one thing oh, yeah. that I was like, uh, I don't know jack shit about football, basketball, hockey, <laughs> but I know I know my NASCAR. That's the only thing they ever grown up with because I think part of our region. So we grew up, we all grew up in what about maybe thirty minutes from Bristol, if that. Yeah. Uh, so far. that was like the only thing that was around us. You know, you had UT football, which Cooper was a huge fan of, but for me, NASCAR was a thing. So when I was being introduced to the, the fantasy things, and I and I kind of looked into it. Uh, I seen that you can make money off of it. Like this is this is something that a lot of people bet on, and you can take a really good odds if you find out that the money's right. But I also found out that I was looking at some other people that were doing it, and the way that they explain, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that on the fantasy NASCAR ordeals, uh, it's a really good place where you can honestly make a profit most of the time. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the two win bets, like straight bets, man, mostly they're all plus money, dude. I mean, like, that's you get in there and, and you know that, like, whatever you pick, I mean, as long as you're doing everything right, like, you know, it, you don't have another sport out there like that, really. Like, this, it's kind of like its own deal, man. So what app do you use for the – is it a website that you use? Is it a certain app? Where do you go for your – Yeah, so a lot of people, you got to make sure that, you know, you have a uh, – you're living in a state where it's legal. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> but a lot of people play on uh, DraftKings. Uh, yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook is a big one that people play on. There's also FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, you know, there's there's various different online sites that you can sign up for to bet. But DraftKings and FanDuel are definitely the two most popular ones, I would say. Um, DraftKings probably being at the top, like in Mississippi, like, you know, they have a DraftKings um, – think of DraftKings Sportsbook in there at one of the casinos around the area. So like, you oh, know, wow. we'll, we'll go there some and, and do that. And that's kind of like where, um, you know, we're, we're able to get that done because it's just, it's so, it's still kind of in a weird way. It's like DFS has kind of been around and people, you know, understand and, and play that. But with the betting, like it's just, people are just now kind of getting access to that since it's become like a legal thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of room to grow for it. So it's just uh, it's a, it's a sweat though, man. I'm gonna tell you that much because you know when you watch a NASCAR race, anything can happen at any given time. So anything. I mean, like yes, yeah, you got like Chase Elliott. You know, he's like the best at a road course race, but you didn't expect somebody to get into the side of him and spin him out. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's those kind of things, man. So like the swings are so heavy, man. And it, but it, I'm telling you, whenever if you're a NASCAR fan and you start doing that, it intensifies like your passion for the sport, man. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's the same like you were saying with football. Like, you could put a bet for the Detroit Lions to do something. You might not give a shit about the Detroit Lions, but like, you got money on them. You're so yeah, much more you care about them that, that game. Day. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, this is these are my boys. Like, I need something. Yeah, no, I yeah, and that's yeah, the fantasy aspect of it too. Because like a lot of people that I talk to, like you know, most people are football fans or you know basketball fans baseball fans like yeah finding the nascar fans or you know it, it's really cool because it's like there's kind of like a tighter knit bond between the fans because it's just like it's not as big as it once was but as it continues to grow man it's i don't know it's um it's it's got big potential to really like get way more people that are into the areas that are outside of nascar into it and mm-hmm. if if they got to a point man to where they could just see the type of money they could make I know without a doubt, like there would dude, it'd be, it'd be the nineties again, man. It'd be the nineties again. <laughs> I had a buddy that I was around last year and he got bored during the COVID. Cause all he was betting on was Korean baseball. 
So he just oh, hopped man. NASCAR. And he That's a sweat, it. dude. He was like, dude. <laughs> he was like, dude, NASCAR makes – it's the money spot. He was like, just betting on NASCAR. And I was like, bro, you're not a NASCAR fan. He was like, stats. You just look at the analytics. You're fine. I'm telling yeah, you. He's like, I'm making so good money right now. I mean – so, Yeah, it's crazy. You can go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was saying – and see, like, when um, when you really – like take it into that aspect it's like it's just i think that it's going to get to a point where people don't want to miss out they don't yeah. want to miss out on it you know so it's just it's uh i don't know bet, betting and, and playing dfs is a whole different animal in its own with football in general like i've been a saints fan my whole life but when i started playing fantasy football i started watching every game you know oh, like yeah. that's yeah <laughs> that's what it does to you man so oh, yeah. it's uh it, but other than that, man, I mean, it's uh, I think that there's another side to it that I definitely like to bring, like, you know, the, the culture of NASCAR and like, you know, being able to kind of, you know, put it in different lights and just kind of evolving. You know, it's evolving now, like the sport itself, new drivers coming in and stuff. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that that rivalry and like, you know, just kind of the persona of what NASCAR was, especially in the Gordon Earnhardt era, man, like. People are craving that. People want that more than anything. So these drivers and their personalities can play into a lot of different things, man. And it just overall, to me, like it's just one of the best sports like ever. <laughs> but I'm a little biased. So I'm with you. I mean, I think we've all talked about that too on this this show before. Like, you know, the nineties is kind of like I think we talked about this a couple a couple of weeks ago. We talked about wrestling and you know, that we'll never, you know, it's one of those things where we'll never have another attitude era. Well, we keep right. saying that, but it's just because it's either I think Cooper's talked about it. Vince McMahon doesn't want another Attitude Era. NASCARs could very NASCAR could very well have another '90s era, and especially with what we're seeing now. I mean, we like you was talking about earlier. We have Michael Jordan. We got Pitbull in the sport now, which I still right. wrap my head around. We have Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> uh, Brad Doherty. Yeah, yeah, Brad Dordery. I mean, just all these different – Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Sorry, I got, lag, I got lag on my headphone. Uh, all these different people coming in, and, I mean, it, it uh, tonight – I mean, we, we watched the duel tonight, and I think something that I noticed – and I haven't even talked to you all about this yet, but I'm interested in what Chase is going to say about this. Tonight, I mean, in years past, it was more of somebody could get out front at Daytona and could block three lanes of traffic, and no one could ever pass them. Tonight, the speed was so fast, they couldn't do anything. I mean, we saw Bubba try, and Dylan shot blow, and there was just nothing that could be I mean, Harvick tried, too, and Harvick just couldn't – he couldn't do it. So Rockets, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The competitiveness already for this year. uh, I mean, you know, NASCAR made that commercial that said best season ever. I literally think this might be one of the best seasons that we've seen since you know the era that we grew up with where we had Kenseth, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, you know, all these people that have gone away. Uh, but you know, NASCAR is not dead, and that is a hundred percent certain after tonight. Oh yeah, big time, man. It's 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 uh it's definitely gonna be fun. I'm just ready to get back to the races, man. I'm ready to get back to the ready back to the the inside of the track and on pit road and stuff, man. I do miss that part about, you know, especially with like the landscape of how everything is now. But I'm uh I'm pretty positive we're gonna be able to get back back there, man, because there's there's nothing like being out there on pit road, dude. And just I love being in the stands and I love being able to watch there, but like I don't know, it's just uh it's a it's a vibe, man. Like it's just I, I want everybody to experience that. I think if everybody goes to these races and they experience the culture and like of how things were, like especially before COVID, like that would just that that'd be a huge game changer as well. Alongside of you know all the amazing things that are happening right now, and especially after the speed tonight, like 
we should get more people to races, man. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, you know, that's something I have said for years and years and years and years now. NASCAR is the ideal college student age sport. There is not many sports where you just go out, you spend the whole day there, you get absolutely plastered on Bud Light or Miller Light, whatever it is, have a good ass time all weekend long. With football, you have Sunday. College football, you just have Saturday. But with NASCAR, you know, you have the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday, where you can just go out there, pitch you a tent, spend the whole weekend at the track with you and your boys and have a good ass weekend. Amen. Amen. Then, think, there's just not many sports doing that. I think that all gas, I don't know if you've seen this, Chase, but it's one of my favorite YouTube videos. It's the all gas, no breaks video of Talladega. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I actually saw that. Uh, are you guys familiar with a, uh, uh, a rapper out of Tampa Bay called Big Baby Scumbag? Sounds very familiar. It actually. sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't know if I'm so, very familiar. He, he, you guys need to look him up, man. He's got a uh, he's got a song called Dale Earnhardt, and uh, he also <laughs> uh, he has uh, Dale Earnhardt, Black Joe Dirt. Like dude, he he is he's the man, dude. And like he um, he was out there at, at Daytona, dude, and uh, he was out there around like the Jeffrey Earnhardt and all them, dude. And, and him getting to to kind of do that, man, was I don't know, it was wild. That was back in let's see. Yeah, that was Daytona 500 last year. That's nuts. I'm I've got, to it, look I've got it pulled up. I you got to look him up, man. You got to look him up. I'll jam, <laughs> I'll jam it tonight. The damn cover looks like, I don't know, that's something. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. Dogs shooting man, fire man. out of their mouth. All right, Chase so yeah, I'm, about to, I'm about to hit you with a question that I'm sure you probably don't get asked about a lot. The Garage Guys ventured into the world of esports. You sponsored Joey Stone, or you sponsored him during the core series, right? Yeah. How yeah, did man, that come totally... to be? <laughs> it's uh, it was wild, man. So like we uh, last year, I, whenever COVID hit, I got to a point to where I was like, hey, we're bored. We wanted something to do, and you know, I missed racing, man. And I, I ended up, uh, I saw where they were going to start doing the the podium esports. Did that uh, I race or whatever. So it kind of sparked my interest, and I uh. I ended up linking up with some guys uh, out of one of the, these leagues and sponsored two cars. And it was, uh, it was just fun to kind of like watch. And it was something to do on the, those nights. And that's when I really realized like, okay, this is like another thing in its, in its own self that could be just as big eventually. Like, especially with like uh, the way that, you know, the, the time's going. I mean, I've, you go over to somebody's house, it's nothing to see somebody watching a Twitch stream nowadays, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, whenever we did that, I think Joey and I kind of like started interacting with each other's tweets on some things and he ended up, we ended up following each other. He had, uh, he reached out to me one day and, and, you know, I, I guess that they had saw like some of our content or whatever. And, and I had started watching some of the E NASCAR, you know, uh, the, the heat series. And so that's how I come to knew him. And, once uh once he had, he just kind of asked me one day he was like I think I'm gonna get an eye racing he was like I'd, I'd love to do that so you know we got him wrapped up and when we started doing it man it just it was fun because it was the first time I've ever really like when we did the first ones I wasn't like 100% active like in the, in the chats and things like that but whenever we got with Joey and then he he started out doing the core league and I, I was in there and just started watching it and I realized now like how awesome and important like that that twitch is like for for now so it's uh it's an incredible product, man. I'm, I'm kind of happy to be a part of it. And we actually, um, 
we actually are planning on having a, uh, a truck in uh, the Road to Pro Series this season wow. as well. So. Really? That's awesome. Congrats, man. That's yeah, congrats. Yeah, man. man. So uh, that's that's a little bit of news. Um, but uh, we, we, we're going to be linking up. Uh, guy's name is uh, – he goes by Copizzle online. And um, we were – when we had Anthony Alfredo on a couple of weeks ago, we talked a little bit about it, and um, and we, you know, I know he's got a lot of stuff going on in that area now. So I was like, heck yeah, you know, like, let's get on board, let's do it, and I'm uh, I'm excited to actually get to watch a truck for a little while. That's gonna be pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, without a doubt, yeah. Congrats, man. That's fantastic. So did you Thanks, see a man. lot of did you see a lot of growth? Like once you once you slapped the garage guys on that car, did you notice an uptick in activity with you guys? Um, maybe like a little bit, you know. Um, we're definitely like, I guess people would, you know, ask certain questions or they would see things. And I think that the whole, you know, premise of, of like what our business is, is definitely like, you can kind of spark a little bit of interest, you know, cause more and more people now are checking out, you know, fantasy content, DFS content and stuff. So it's just kind of doing a little something different because most people that are online in NASCAR right now, um, I think they're either into esports or, you know, just fans. And I, uh, I definitely like to see like the, the different types of, of people coming up that are, you know, alternative media, if you will. So it's, uh, it's, you, you see a little bit of change, but I mean, it's not nothing like super drastic, you know what I mean? So it's, but it's just, it's always awesome to get new people to, to check out your stuff, you know? So it doesn't, I don't care if it's one person or, you know, 20 people, it's just, it's always cool to get somebody new to, to check out what's, what's going on. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, iRacing, it wasn't new to me. Uh, when they announced that they were going to run, you know, the, the pro invitationals, man, my, my smile was from ear to ear. I had kept up with iRacing for a few years. I'm really big into esports. Uh, it's something that I genuinely do care about. I follow some esports more than I do professional sports, but, uh, you know, just the, I, I could see the tides changing and going, you know, over time esports, I think will be one of the more, uh, popular sports in the world. Um, you know, you have League of Legends who pulls almost as many views as they get for the World Series, if not more. And I, I yeah, think people nice. are really underestimating the power that video games have. You know, not all of us can afford to, to buy an $8,000 car and take it out onto the track at a, at a local track. But, you know, <laughs> right. we can all afford, you know, to, to pitch out a little bit for a steering wheel and, you know, play at home. Uh, but and I... I was going to say, it just, it gives people so much more of an opportunity now, because I know there's so many people out there that are really talented drivers and it kind of gives them a place to go. And I mean, William Byron's done it, you know, and I mean, if yeah. he's already shown that you can start in iRacing and you can come up in the league, this gives people like a lot of, you know, like grit, like, okay, like I could do this. I could get I mean, there eventually. Yeah. Look at Natalie Decker, like not saying she was a bad driver to start, but like, I mean, her, she's performed so much better playing esports yeah yeah she's i'm excited to see her this season so i'm excited to see what's changed with her i mean it's like you were just saying with byron so you just you just yeah she's uh she's gonna be doing some xfinity stuff too if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah yeah. she's running like uh i i reside right now right outside of nashville and i know she's with some kind of nashville uh record label as her sponsor Uh, that's that's all i heard um yeah i know it's exciting uh, for her yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, she. Uh, I think she's got a real good opportunity. Um, another, another racer that we, you know, especially uh, I racing, uh, Timmy Hill. You know, I, I don't think I ever seen Timmy Hill get any TV time 
uh, the my entire time watching it. Yeah, won Texas on iRacing, and you know, you know that like most NASCAR fans were sitting there watching that. I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? You know, and you go and look him up, and you know, he's an iRacer. He races iRacing, and it was really. Yeah. It was hilarious to me because you had Denny Hamlin who had probably a ten to twelve thousand dollar rig with a frame around it and you had a screen and Timmy Hill had a desk, his steering wheel screwed into it and a chair like uh, like an office chair like mine, but just sitting up straight up on a, on a, on a yeah, on a screen on a the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his his TV screen was like something I had when I was maybe six, <laughs> and, and and all the these other guys who had three flat screens around them to show them their like peripheral vision, and he whipped their ass. And I was just yeah, like, it's not the, it's not the plane, it's the pilot, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was cool. I was sad that he didn't get in tonight because I, you know, I I started following him after that, and I thought that was hilarious. And uh, you know, he didn't get in tonight. Um, who, who got in tonight? Cindric, Cindric, and Kazgrala. Actually, yep. yep. He, he's got a career ahead of him. I think. I think Kazgrala. I like Kaz, man. He's got a good personality, and he's 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 a good driver, dude. I've been watching him do a little bit of stuff on iRacing, and then just kind of like, especially what was it? He uh he he sub subbed in for Austin Dillon last season, right? At the uh, road <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah, and yeah, he man. finished. He finished what? Top ten. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We got a lot yeah. of these younger guys now coming in that are that are that are that are good with the road course, man. It's going to be good to see. Like I, we uh get the the Ricky Rudd era, man. Like <laughs> that good comeback. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Cody, wasn't your guy Ricky Rudd when you were a kid? He was. Yeah. Well, Ricky Rudd was your dude when you was a kid. Yeah. I have about I have about five or six like full size die cast Ricky Rudd ten Tide cars. I got that Tide shirt, baby. I got that Tide shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, you're you're into the vintage NASCAR fashion, and I respect that. Huge, dude. That's like the best, man. Like growing up, like being a kid, like that was one of my favorite things to do. Because like when you're a kid, it's all about paint schemes, and it's you know the, I don't know the '90s brought it, dude. I'm a I was a huge fan of Terry Labonte in that Kellogg's car when I was a kid. Oh, like, oh that was oh yeah, that, that was the business. That was yeah. the, the business. interstate battery that, car too for Bobby. I mean, that was a good one, Bobby. Yeah, dude. Bobby, shout out to Bobby one time and Terry two time. That's what I call him. <laughs> Bobby's, got, Bobby's got one championship. Terry's got two. Man, I like, and, and you talk about the '90s, and uh, I've seen a lot of people talking about this recently too. You know, we're talking about paint schemes. Uh, I feel like the paint schemes are finally getting fun to look at again. Because for a while, uh, dude, it was just it was just like the blandest shit that I was looking at. It was just somebody yeah. slap the slap the logo on a hood. Let it be. But now these paint schemes, man, are coming out and they're rocking. Because the paint schemes when I was a kid, you're talking about Ricky Rudd, man. I don't think Tide has ever had a bad paint scheme personally. Every time they show up, I'm like, damn, you know, that's a good looking car. If that car had uh, a booty and some boobies, I would probably be (laughs) You know what I mean? And and my thing about it, like Chad Little's John John Deere car, uh, you think about, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, Dick Trickle's cars yeah man. yeah yeah you think about dick trickle's old car you can't find a dick trickle shirt on ebay now you can't Dude, you can look and you can try to find them and there's not one but i can go on tiktok and I, my girlfriend which i don't have tiktok my girlfriend was showing this to me the other day and she was showing me she's like look at all these people that's wearing nascar shirts and every single one of them was like maybe a 14 or 15 year old girl as a fashion statement and the first thing out of my mouth is where in the fuck are they getting these shirts because yeah, i can't yeah. find any of them 
None of them. <laughs> like just Dude, it's, random. Chase can tell you, I'm sure Lugari. that it's it's some money to buy those vintage shirts. You're talking forty, fifty, sixty dollars for a shirt that's, I mean, distressed. It's beat up. It's been worn. Maybe it's got a hole somewhere. But it, it's the fit. It's just it's how the shirts rock. So yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 like um, it's like it's it's just like people that like collect Jordans, like collect shoes and stuff. Yep. You know, like, yeah. It's, it's uh, it's it's just like. It, it, to me, it represents like everything that NASCAR is to me. So it's like, it's just that that's it's that vibe, man. I don't I don't know how else to put it, dude. I got a lot of good stuff on me wearing this weekend too, man. I'm I'm pumped. Got, got some new stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, Cody. Yeah, yeah. I figured that you out. Me, I'm you, muted. You got, me, you got me. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are, are you going to be watching from the stands? You get any media credentials going in? What's this? What's the scoop there? So the media credentials thing, they after the, the last race that I went to with credentials was the 500 in 2020. And then whenever COVID hit, they're, they're kind of doing a lot of restrictions now. So I think they're starting to let the major media outlets go in right now. So I'm hoping towards, you know, Talladega area, like they'll have that expanded a little bit. Um, but for this one, we're actually just, we just want to party in Tulsa, man. We're just going to have a good time in the, the weekend. We don't, you know, it was sold out. Race was sold out. We're just going to have a good time with fans, man, and just just hang out. And we're going to find us a good little spot to, to set up and watch and sweat some bets, man. There it is. <laughs> so that was a beautiful segue you just put there. So going <laughs> into the 500, who is your guy? So I'm uh, I'm actually tomorrow on my way to uh, to Daytona. I'll be writing my article in the car. So I've still got a little bit of research to do, but just some guys like in general, like looking at the odds right now, um, you know, William Byron at 1500 was looking good. Um, just depends on what, what's going to be happening with the car now. But I, I think that, I think that him proving himself, you know, last, uh, last year during the, uh, then the, the 600 man, um, or not the 600 Coca-Cola, uh, Coke zero. Yeah, uh, for him. he was he was the one that that came victorious. So he's got that confidence in him, and there's some swag there. But I'm uh I'm I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards Blaney at plus one thousand. I like that. I think that he's uh, it's time, man. I mean, he he's got Talladega, and he was so close, you know, last year, like right there with Ryan Newman at the yes. end, you know. And I think that Blaney's ready to. I'm ready to see him flourish as a driver, but I also think that's a really good play. And then. Another one that I have that's kind of like a uh, a, a long shot that I, I he did pretty well tonight. I already kind of dropped his name, but Christopher Bell's at twenty eight hundred. Man, you put up a hundred bucks, it's twenty eight hundred if he wins. Damn. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of looking at that one too. But I'm gonna have all my stuff finalized, like my actual like like after I I want to make sure I do all my research like as much as possible but just kind of loosely looking at it and then a, a popular one's going to be Bubba Wallace at 2200 so yeah. I mean it, that was a question for me I, I so uh, obviously uh, you just answered it but I mean obviously you said you do research so do you look at like the stats the statistics the year before uh, all the way through? oh yeah <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff that that's out there. Like it, whenever you can kind of like get a gist and learn how to like process some of the data and, and put it to work on you know kind of try to do some predictions. It's uh, it, it's pretty cool. And I think that it's you know if you're, I'm me personally, I'm not a big numbers guy. And you know a lot of people in this industry are big numbers people. So it's like, you know when it, when I'm able to look at it, I just kind of I guess my love for the sport that I've had for so long, and then just 
finally like kind of learning a little bit more of this side of it, it just kind of clicks and it's just one of those weird things, but it's uh there's a lot of resources out there, man. And what we try to do is just, um, you know, if you don't have a lot of time for those resources, you don't have a lot of time to put into understanding and learning on your own. Like that's what we're here for. You know, we, we do all yeah. that work for you and then we give you, you know, our, our best, uh, our best plays or, you know, our best, uh, our best picks and we try to help you win money. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm with you on the Blaney thing. I think – I think – I've been thinking about it. I think I might make a bet on Blaney this year. This will be yeah, my first I'm, bet ever. Send it, bro. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send All it. I don't, know, I don't know how much I'm going to put down, but – 500, 500 or nothing. You send it all the way. 500 bucks? Hey. You don't even have to get that crazy, man. You don't even have to – I mean, the odds are so – you know, the odds are so, like, they're big, dude. You don't even hell, have he to could get put that $10 wild. and make a couple hundred, right? Yeah, and on some of these, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're betting, but like, it's uh, it's it's fun, man. Like once you once you get into it, and once you win, man, it's just it's it starts to click more and more every time you do it. And like I said, we got that little group, man. You guys definitely need to hop in, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk and, and stuff like that some this season. And I'm 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 pumped to just get back at it and get back helping people, kind of like learn and understand, and and then just doing content, man. So for oh, anybody yeah. who's interested in that group, uh, how how do you how do you join? So it's a Discord group. We have a link. I mean, I throw links out like all the time on Twitter. And then um, there's also a link that is should be pinned to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Twitter page. It's at Garage Guys FS. And you can go click on that. I think uh, Chef Boy Drew right now, he's actually doing a giveaway for an annual premium subscription. So he's trying to reach, uh, I think once he reaches about 50 retweets, we're going to be uh, doing a giveaway. So that's the last giveaway we're going to be doing um before the weekend before sunday gets here that's like go ahead sorry dude. <laughs> listen a, a year's a year's worth of fantasy information that's pretty solid uh, you're guaranteed to walk out with some money if you get if you get that dude we've already but because of dale's hit the other night like i mean some of these guys we had one guy he uh one of our subscribers hit first in a contest on DraftKings and pretty much paid um paid off his annual subscription so yeah it's it's not it's not hard to, i mean dude, all it takes is one big hit man and it's you know especially like my biggest hit last season was logano at plus 1400 it's just one of those big hits like that man and you've you've taken care of a lot in like one day <laughs> one finish you know does it get more and more and more stressful as the playoffs? Because the playoff does the playoffs happen? Uh it's it's hard to say, man. I mean, I think it's it's pretty constant across the board, but it's I think that they, in some ways it gets a little more predictable, but in other ways it it's not predictable at all. Like it's it, like I said, it's just I, NASCAR is one of those constant things where it's just like it's exciting and it's fun, but it's a hell of a sweat, and you just have no idea what's going to happen week to week. So you're always kind of on your toes. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something cool that I was just thinking about, they're actually building a casino in Bristol. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that would be right up your alley. I don't know if they're going to have it done this year. I think I heard it was going to be done next year. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, that would be incredible. If like DraftKings got a hold of something like that, or like FanDuel, they put a sports book in that casino. See, so because... Tennessee just legalized actual legitimate sports betting in the last oh, yeah. few months. So, oh shit, get your DraftKings sportsbooks app out. I already got <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, I already yeah, got it. Go. <laughs> uh, I, w- there's all kinds of legalizations. I heard Virginia's legalizing weed. 
uh, it'd be 2023, 2024. Bristol, the Mississippi days. just did it. <laughs> really? Really? They yeah. just did it too? <laughs> Mississippi, Mississippi just, uh, I think it's for medical use right now, but I think they're going to be pulling it up on uh, on a bill for recreational. Like Mississippi is just Damn. like, of like, dude, they're, they're getting in the fast lane. They've already pretty much become like little Vegas of the South, dude. It's wild, dude. Yeah, Here we are in uh, Tennessee, still sitting in 1940. <laughs> no, we we're not too far away. I love Tennessee, man. I'm uh my my grandfather lived in the north Tennessee, so we no, used to go up there. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I think uh I, I'm trying to think they they said they say it a little bit. Oh, I'm talking about Maryville. He said Merville. Merville. Yeah. Yeah. Merville. Yeah. Yeah. Merville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were in we were in Nashville a couple weeks ago for the Saints and Bucks game, man. That was a heartbreaker. But we were uh, we were there in Nashville because Drew's in Nashville. So, you know, we're down. I'm down here in Mississippi, and and you know, Randy the plumber, he's down here in Mississippi, and and, uh, <laughs> and Daniel, and you know. So, well, eventually, eventually, Drew's probably gonna have no choice. He's probably just gonna find his way back down home to Mississippi. He's originally from the uh, Hattiesburg area. So, I, yeah, man. I, I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for NASCAR to give Randy a uh, booth. Because <laughs> it happen eventually, man. If, he, if, he's putting the work in. <laughs> if they don't, man, the the people that would tune in and 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 just have a look, like Clint Boyer, you know, I mean, we've been seeing him in the booth. I mean, he's energetic. But if he was right. up there, my God, I mean, it's just, I feel like he would be Randy. <laughs> I think I think Randy's about to win that Bush beer giveaway where like you get to go and and say, like hang around with Kevin Harvick like for a season. That's gonna be <laughs> insanity. <laughs> I, Kevin, I, I can I can honestly I, I have no idea how Kevin is gonna take that. Like because like Randy's gonna be bringing the heat like every week and like Kevin, you you know Kevin get has he has a little temper, man. You get, <laughs> I, I want to see what happens, man. man it's gonna be wild. If he does win that, it's going to be insane. <laughs> so, so let me ask, you know, and I've only got a few more for you and I'm going to let you go. I know you got a long day of driving tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we all, when you're in front of the camera, we all put on a little bit of a character, you know, regardless of if anybody wants to acknowledge it or not, we do throw on a little bit extra of a personality. Is Randy the same way when the cameras aren't in front of him? No, Randy is Randy. Is he just <laughs> full throttle 100 percent of the time? <laughs> Randy is fuel throttle pure electricity, man. Like that dude is like I, I love the shit out of Randy, man. He is he, he but he isn't he's such a genuine guy, man. He's an he's an awesome guy and give you a shirt off his back, man. He's he's one of those kind of dudes. But yeah, he just dude, he loves he loves just making content, man. He loves just having a good time and we'll turn that camera off, dude. And it's it's same, 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 man. We're just having a blast, having fun. <laughs> so he's uh he's definitely he's a riot man. When he's when, when you got a couple of people over at a house or something like that and you're all hanging out, you're barbecuing or something, man. He's definitely the guy you want there, man. Oh I bet. I bet. <laughs> You don't know how much that made my night that he is the exact same. So Randy's Randy. Oh yeah. Randy's Randy. Yeah, yeah, that made that made my night. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's it, dude. The man. <laughs> well, man, I genuinely want to thank you for coming on. I'd love to keep you for another two hours and just pick your brain with this fantasy stuff. But I know you got a, a, a hectic weekend ahead. Um, hey man, we got a long season. We'll 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 do it again, man. You join the Discord too. Don't forget oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'm joining that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. So awesome. what what I want you to do is go on and plug whatever you got to plug in. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can uh, check out our website, www.garageguysfantasysports.com. It's where you're going to be able to check out all our articles this year, uh, DFS, betting advice. And then uh, follow me everywhere, like literally like Instagram, uh, Twitter, the all over the place, Garage Guy Chase. Um, and follow our brand at Garage Guys FS everywhere. And on TikTok. TikTok is uh we got some we got some talks out there. So if you're on TikTok, definitely follow us. It's Garage Guys FS. And then uh and fo- follow the guys, man. Y- y'all know Randy the Plumber at Randy. I think it's Randy underscore the plumber, but it's a three on the end. Yeah, yeah. Instead, yeah. you can search him. And then uh Chef Boy at Chef Boy Ardeen. That's C H E F B O I R D E E N. Right. And then, uh, of course, Dale Tanhart at Dale Tanhart. That's that one's pretty much self-explanatory. Okay, so, at Dale <laughs> Tanhart. But yeah, that's uh, that, that's us. And uh, and yeah, I do thank y'all so much. This was fun. And next oh, bro, time, thank I you. Will have, thank yeah, you. I'll have video next time. We'll get we'll get wild with it next time. Yeah, hey, dude. Sounds like a plan, bro. <laughs> Hey man, if you're at Nashville this year or at Bristol Night Race, hit us up. We'll we'll have some beers or something like that. We'll 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 meet in person for once. One hundred percent. Yes. I don't I don't personally drink, but I will still be able to hang out and 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 hang on with you guys. So I'm I'm definitely I'm down for it. We'll chug yeah, some water. So we'll, we'll chug up some we'll water. Yeah, we'll yeah, stay we'll hydrated. Some... You got it. <laughs> we'll go to Virginia sure. real fast and come back. You know. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, we'll definitely see each other two times this year. So we'll we'll definitely be in Nashville and Bristol. So we're looking forward to it, man. And uh, and best of luck. And uh, we'll see you after Daytona, I guess. Hell yeah, man! Sir, for sure, for sure. Much you, love, man. man. Thank you. Have, have a safe. good trip. Be have safe. a safe trip. Yes, have a safe All right, trip. Take it easy, guys. You too, buddy. We're back from our guest now. You know, Chase is a pretty cool dude, and I try. I told y'all he was going to be a fun ass guest, dude. And he was great. He, he was did great. not disappoint. He was great. I it was a I, great guest. It's very rarely, and I, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it, it's very rarely that you can find someone who has that much of a positive attitude in today's society. Right. I mean, even me, I'm a bit of a negative son of a bitch the past yeah. couple weeks dude when, I even met, somebody who's met like his level of notoriety like he was super humble about it he was like well we're mm-hmm. still not where we want to be i mean go through the guy's followers list and he has a lot of cup series drivers following him like it's no big deal like, yeah. he's like i'm not where i need to be but you know as far as being young in media in nascar you know the garage guys are really 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 doing big things yeah yeah they are i mean cody you introduced him to me uh a while back I, I knew who randy the plumber was uh and it was it was just it was just interesting to hear him talk and get, get his get his uh you know uh knowledge and advice on some things and exactly where he thought the sport was heading and it's obvious that he thinks nascar's coming back in a big way yeah and you know i think you know especially for a guy like coop you know we have taken a former nascar fan who drifted away from the sport and he's came back to NASCAR, but did you see his eyes light up and his ears perk up when we started talking about fantasy and money? Because your true sports fan who genuinely follows sports hardcore loves fantasy and loves the idea of betting a little bit and making a little bit. Well, not only that, Cooper won tonight, so he's grinning anyways. Yes, sir. And our guest said that he's excited for RCR this year. So Yes, yes. I mean, I, mean, I think there's always a reason to be excited for Tyler Reddick. Well, guys, on this episode, I guess we're going to close up. All right. Uh, Great talking to everyone.
Listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen. nothing wrong with Tyler Reddick. There's nothing homie. wrong with Tyler Reddick. Tyler, Tyler Reddick's a homie. He's a good guy. He's a good racer. He's been aggressive as absolute hell. And that's so. what I want out of him, man. Because yeah. he, he was too nice last season. You want aggressive. I, I want what, aggressive Tyler Reddick. What? You got aggressive in duel two, right? That finish? That was pretty aggressive. That was aggressive. That's okay, the most aggressive, aggressive I think I've ever seen. Oh, well, no, honestly, not. <laughs> what Austin did was not aggressive. That was the cleanest pass I think I've ever seen in the final lap of a race. The only thing he did aggressive was, was he come up and he smacked Bubba's car. And I think that was kind of like, hey, man, don't run me down below the yellow line smack. Uh, and you can see, see I Bubba. thought it was Bubba who like went down into him. No, no, you could see no, Austin. Austin, oh, Austin okay. pulled up into him. Yeah. When, when Bubba pulled him down to the yellow line, you know, right. we have the yellow line rule. Right. Uh, you can't go below it. Uh, which I think is the most stupid shit in the face of the planet. But <laughs> episode number, what I think we're on 11 or 12. So this will be the 12th episode of shitting on the double yellow line. <laughs> it finds its way in every episode. Speaking of the 12th episode, and speaking of the number 12, the clash was the other night. And most of you that are listening to this podcast right now probably didn't or maybe didn't see the Twitch stream that we had. We had a big conversation about it. Uh, Cody, I guess we're going to have to go through this argument already again. I'm just going to go ahead and simplify it. Cody, thanks, Chase Elliott. You see my hat? Yeah, was not at fault. Yeah, Michael Waltrip, that's a good hat. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I think Ryan Blaney wasn't at fault. Uh, Cooper also thinks Ryan Blaney wasn't at fault. Not even after, not even after y'all have had time to like marinate on the fact that Ryan Blaney. If you rewatch that damn video, you can see Ryan Blaney come in. Chase Elliott's right tires are hugging that curve, and Ryan Blaney's the one going up into him. If Ryan Blaney would have hung it out, hung it out wide the way he went into that corner, Ryan Blaney would have won. Chase Elliott would have finished second. They wouldn't have collided. Ryan Blaney drove up into Chase's lane, and Chase just didn't give it to him. Here's what I seen when I rewatched it. I seen Chase as a biased, up. as a biased Blaney fan. Go ahead. This is not biased. I mean, I got Cooper and Parv to back me up on this one. I we 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 had a good time talking about this the other night because this is the reason that I wanted to make this podcast. We have because I've just talked about it with Chase, right? When we first started this, NASCAR was still getting started up. And we were, like, hugging of, each other every episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we all kind of agree. Now, now I walk in here, and it's just like the whole foundation is on fire as soon as I, as soon as we get this podcast started because shit hits the fan. So I don't think Blaney was at fault. All I know is it didn't matter who's at fault because Kyle Busch won the fucking race. And I cannot believe. Second. Can we talk about Kyle Busch tonight when he dropped out of what, from 4th to, like, 14th? In yeah. one swift motion, just and you know what? Yeah, he deserved it because he left Crazy. Bubba out to dry right before that happened. And yes, you know, regardless of you know, well, it's twenty three eleven versus JGR. There are nowhere near as many Toyotas out there as there are Fords and Chevys. So those guys have to stick together. You there gotta were, pick up what, three in Duel Two tonight. Yeah, there are only three yeah. Sh- yeah, three, three Toyotas. Yeah, we saw it in the first duel. Look what happened. Denny Hamlin had a better pit stop than uh, Christopher Bell. And uh, who was the other Toyota? Uh, Ty Dillon, right? Yeah. Ty yeah. Dillon, they didn't get it. Also, Ty Dillon didn't get in. I think we are all in agreement on that. That is some horse shit. Yeah. I've never – the charter system – all right, I've not talked about the charter system yet on we, – we have not talked about it at all. Uh, I, I went back and was like, have we talked about the charter system yet? And we might have mentioned it once before or something like that. But the charter system, here's a little bit of research on it. So the dude that helped uh, 
create Michael Waltrip Racing is the same asshole who come up with the charter system. Sounds about right. It sounds about right. right? <laughs> like Michael Waltrip Racing was just a tumor the whole time it was in. It was just it was just a, a damn tumor. So the charter, the charter, it you so it's exactly what you think it is. You buy a charter, however much that charter is. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's over a million, probably to even have that charter. Uh, let alone you got to in that provides you. I'd say that's probably being conservative with the price too, to run 36 races. A hundred percent because you, that earns you a spot in every single race of the season. And there's major ad revenue right there. It is. It's ad revenue. It's crazy. You know, I mean, it's nuts. Who knows, who knows what the price is. I haven't done the research on it, but tonight we've seen the charter system was flawed and people are out there on Twitter right now talking about how, well, Ty Dillon should have been faster than qualifying. Fuck that, man. That's what the duels are for. You know? That's literally what the duels are for. I'm right there with you on that, for sure. Ty Dillon finished six, and he doesn't get to he get a chance at the race. And I'm not a Ty Dillon fan, and I'm not a Toyota fan, but that made my gears hot, that he raced that good of a race. And Austin Cindric didn't deserve to be in it. And I like Cindric as a driver, but he made a mistake as Cody blows his microphone, like it's something. <laughs> yes, I was trying to weasel my way into this conversation. Spire Motorsports, they paid $6 million for the Furniture Row Charter. And that was in that's, 2018. That's just for one charter. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I mean, like, okay, how much do you think Hendrick is charging like, if, if me, you, Cooper, Parv all threw all of our piggy banks into a circle and we walked up to Mr. Rick Hendrick himself and said, hey, can we buy that number five car? What do you think the price is going to be on that? I don't know. Whatever he's going to say is going to make me want to drag my face across concrete. Yeah. $56 million. I, It's for Hendrick to give up. And, you know, that's where you're going to have to look at. What teams are you talking to to get that charter? Because clearly for a furniture row, who is going out, you know, you're not paying for their equipment. You're not paying for their car. You're not paying for their team. You're not paying for their driver. (laughs) You are paying paying for their spot. Yeah, that's it. So as far as, you know, going for a, a team that's going out of business, you're going to get, you know, that, that closeout special. But if you're trying to get into the sport and you're trying to buy a spot from, you know, one of the major teams, like, Hey Joe, you thinking about running only three cars this year? Sell me this, you know, how much is that going to cost you to buy from him? Something insane. And I mean, we seen it tonight. All, I, I, we Cindric got in. Ryan Priest got in. Uh, Ryan Priest does not have a charter spot this year, so he's put himself in a really. And you really know, I think place. Priest did it the fair way. He did it yeah. in qualifying, and he was not only qualifying, but he was also the top finishing car in the duel. I think Priest is somebody to watch this weekend. Yeah, I think he's getting. And I hate to, that hurts. That literally hurts me <laughs> to say, man. That's like your arch nemesis. Uh, he well, is. In duel, so duel one, Eric Almarola won the race. I thought Logano had it for a second. I did I too, but I think Joey drove too aggressively. Well, Joey has a he has a sense. My dad, my dad's a huge Joey Logano fan. My dad, I called my dad right after the race, and I was like, "Hey, what do you think about that?" And Dad said, "This is what Dad said. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but he's saying he's. I think Joey gave him the win because uh, of the five hundred push." a year prior and or a couple years back and i was like i don't know about that that side draft 
<laughs> that side draft that Eric threw on Joey was pretty was pretty lethal. And I just do not see Joey as the guy who's going to give anybody any extra room. You know, I'm I'm going to say this. I'm surprised. I don't know your dad personally. I just know him through stories. I'm surprised yeah. that he's a Joey guy. Dude, huge Joey guy. Now, when Joey came huge into Joey guy, huge. When he came huge. into the sport, my dad hated him. Called him pencil neck. Anything that he could call him, he's like that some bitch. He's like, I hope he hits the wall every damn race. I hope Joey Logano hits the damn wall. He went to Penske. My dad said that some bitch is going to be good. And my dad told I me sw- when he went to Penske too. I don't think your dad never had a fucking Joey Logano hat not on his head. Yeah, it, he practically it, lived in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when he went to Penske, my dad said uh, he 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 said, I'll tell you what. He goes, I think Joey's going to be a good driver, and that right there is like a total flip flop. My dad's such a Ford guy. He bleeds blue in NASCAR. You you can't get you can't get anything in on him. Right. Like, and traditionally speaking, if you have a you know a X amount of time Dodge guy or an X amount of time Chevy guy come into a Ford, they're usually met with a little bit of a. Eh. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm, a per, I'm a perfect example. I'm a perfect example of that. When when <laughs> when Joey went to uh, Penske, my dad, the first thing he said, he's like, you know, he goes, he's going to be a good driver. You know why? And I said, why? He said, because I hated the son bitch so much, and he won nine races in the Nationwide Series. <laughs> he's like, and he pissed me off every weekend. <laughs> I was like, that's a good point. I mean, you hated him so much, you knew he was a good driver. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think we got – the dual one, Eric Almarola did a nasty side draft, won the race. Um, but dual two is where you didn't think- even mention dual one though. Like Chase was saying, Christopher Bell like so, performed so damn well tonight. Dual one is how I hope the first two hundred laps of the five hundred go. And then dual two is how I want the rest of the race to go. I want dual two from the green flag, baby. I want really? those, yeah. I, want I like it. I like dual two a lot more than I like dual one. Well, Duel 2 had a lot more action because we had a lot more – I don't mean this. In talent. We had a lot more talent in that race. Um, David Reagan raced his way into the 500. Kaz Grawla raced his way to the 500. Garrett Smithley decided to turn left on a straightaway. That's Man, about- I'll tell you, that was the dumbest move I think I've ever seen on a super speedway before. That was stupid and dangerous. It's like, you know, a lot of the times I feel like these guys forget – these cars are super safe, but you're still going 198 miles per hour. And, and here's the thing, too, and I'll say this. You know, Kyle Busch had a tendency uh, last year and the year before last to bitch about specifically Joey Gase and Garrett Smithley. Those are the two guys that he bitched about. And I've always kind of took up for Garrett, uh, you know, for both of those guys because I don't think Kyle's ever been on that end of the rope before where he's running in such a top league of the sport. Um, but – I'm going to say this, that right there was the, the dumb, like you said, the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And then you have somebody on our Twitter page that comes in and tries to say it in his fault. Yeah. And I, like I said, Someone before did? we, yeah. yeah. Before, and before we started recording, um, you know, I brought up the fact, you know, when you're sitting in a parked car and the person beside of you starts going backwards, you feel like you're going forward. And this guy had the nerve to, you know, riding in the car, he causes that crash and he radios in and says the two kept coming up on me. And if you watch the video, he was in the hot line and ended up at the bottom of the track in the matter of 0.3 seconds. So you tell yeah. me who came up. And Brad came up a little bit, but not enough to where right, it was to the point almost, of right. Almost like you know, he was just trying to catch a draft. Like yeah. I don't think Brad wasn't throwing a block there. It was just a normal motion that you would you would take in the corner. 
I think Smithley, I think, uh, I don't know, man. That right there was a little bit, it looked a little bit too deliberate in my eyes, honestly, because it's just hard to do something well, like that. So, in reality, he was trying to dive bomb around Noah Gragson. I, anybody who's listened to this podcast for every episode so far would know I'm not a Noah Gragson fan, but I genuinely felt bad for him tonight because he ran a hell yeah. of a race. He was he a lock in. He was locked in. He Brent did. Gone was so disappointed too. So yeah. disappointed. The goat. Well, yeah, I mean. Prayers. Goat. Shout out Parv. Parv, what is the goat? Let's do it. So, with that, you know, I think that Brendan Gone, that entire beard team, like is hurt. They wanted you know, not, it. They wanted right. It so I mean, bad. they lost their owner. Yeah. Two weeks ago, and then to have some numbskull take you out. That was the first. That was kind of like another furniture row scenario, uh, where they didn't get the championship in their last season. Not to say that Beard Motorsports isn't going to be back. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, but, you know, they. I, I don't know. I guess it was more of that storyline that made me want Noah to succeed more than anything. Uh, because, I mean, regardless, uh, and they even talked about it in the booth, anytime Brendan Gaughan was out there on a super speedway, he contended at, at the super speedways. Like, yeah. they know how to build a super speedway car. Yeah. And, and also, too, I mean, I mean, he had it. He pretty much had it. He did. Kaz is in it. Kaz Grawler made it in. Uh, which uh, we talked about that with with uh, Chase and you know Kaz is a good racer. I mean he's got a he's got a future ahead of him. Then all right, I know Cody wants to talk about Bubba and I know Cooper wants to talk about Austin Dillon. Uh, all right, boys, you boys. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first because my guy didn't win tonight, so we we will leave the top of the podium for the winner. All right, fair enough. So, man, let's just. Let's acknowledge the fact that, and it's something I've said for a couple years now, you give Bubba a car and he's going to show you what he can do with a car. He's a proven winner with Kyle Busch Motorsports in the trucks. He has what it takes to win. He's not had the equipment to win, though. And Bubba's always been a above-average super speedway driver. Um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I heard a stat that he's never finished below sixth in the Gatorade duels or the, the what, whatever it's called now. Um, he's the never had a vacation duels or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's longer than that, actually. Yeah. I think it's, it's like crazy. six words, but, um, Bubba always competes on a super speedway. Bubba was running in the top five all night. He fell back with nine laps to go all the way back to 15th or 16th. And it was right back up there by lap six. And then that caution came out. I think if that caution wouldn't have came out, I think we'd have had a different outcome. Uh, just because of, you know, Bubba was running really consistently. He had a rocket ship. He has a rocket ship going into this weekend. I hope he didn't break anything with that hit right there, the checkered flag. But Bubba ran a hell of a race. Uh, there's a few things I noticed with him. Uh, I need Bubba's confidence to come up a little bit. Uh, there was a few times he was scared to throw a block on somebody. There was a few times he was scared to make a move. I, I want to see Bubba be a little bit more aggressive on Sunday. If Bubba can be aggressive on Sunday – I think Bubba can actually bring it home. Damn. I think I, I think that Bubba is, from my perspective, and I think that Bubba has got a chance. But I think I I, I think he needs to tone it down on the aggressiveness. I'm afraid that he's going to get caught like, up. In where a was wreck. he too aggressive at? 
he was moving around the track a lot for me and made me really nervous a lot. But was he wasn't point. moving around with aggression, though. I think he just he was having a hard time controlling being the leader of the pack. There was a point that he got cut on on Austin. Where Austin, he he wiggled a little bit. I mean, everyone was but, good. And in see, that part, and he, and Brad too. It wasn't only Austin, but Brad it was too. Was Brad too? And yeah. I think Harvick. I think he got locked up on Harvick's back bumper one time. And I think it's something we really have to focus. I'll let you get to your point in one second, but this is right on the tip of my tongue. No, you're good. You're good. Um, Go for it. Yeah. Regardless, and I'm not making an excuse for him, but Bubba is not used to being up front. Nope. Bubba no, doesn't know all. how to necessarily run in a cup car consistently in the top five. And you know he's always been a more of a uh, mid pack runner, I guess you would say. Super speedways, he is consistently in the top fifteen, top ten. But as far as Bubba staying up front all day long, that's something he's genuinely just not used to. He and that's something that comes with like experience. But going into last season, at the start of the Daytona five hundred last year, Bubba had three top tens, and that was it. He ended the season with a career nine top tens. So he ended up with six top tens last season alone. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, he definitely like he propelled RPM a lot last season, but I think it's going to take him time to get used to running up front before he's going to be comfortable enough to, to lead the pack and to make those more aggressive moves. Cause there was a lot of times where, you know, he was in front of somebody, somebody's coming up on the outside he had the opportunity to take the high line that's got the momentum, but he didn't. And, and and I think my point tied into what you said. My point was he was aggressive, but I, I wanted to tone it down. But I also want him to be, like you just said, sure of where he's going to go. Because you were talking about that. It was definitely a little bit of holdback because he didn't want to jump up. But also this year, and I talked about this earlier, was – the speeds and the and and the closeness. This is probably one of the closest Daytona races I've seen in a while. Uh, this isn't one of those races where you can get out there and you can block three to four lanes or block two lanes and stay in front. If it was a lot of lead changes, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see Bubba in the five hundred. I am going to say something. I'm expecting a huge ass wreck in the five hundred. You think Bubba's in it? I don't know who's going to be in it, but well, it's the reason gonna... why I asked, like, I didn't know if you were like insinuating that Bubba was going to be like the cause or. Oh no 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 not yet, not yet. I don't think so. May if I had to pick who was going to be the cause of the wreck, <laughs> well, I can't say no Gregson anymore because he's not in the race. Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be one of the more aggressive ones, and I mean that throws Joey into the bus, the Brad six the car, bus, the six car. There's going to be a big ass. Could be race. Bowman, could be Byron. I mean, yeah, it is just, they're coming out. You just never know. Like, I'm not going to, yeah, and I'm not going to sit there and say somebody's going to be racing like a dumbass. It's just the aggressiveness that they have this season already. And also, we were running with what 24 cars a pop, maybe if that in the duels, and 20 of them mattered. Okay, we're getting ready to have 40. Yeah. And I don't think I've been this excited going into a 500 in my entire life. I'll tell Me you that. Coop, what do you think about Bubba? What I think about Bubba, I think Bubba performed, I mean, damn well. But like you said, wasn't too aggressive. Was aggressive in the right spots, but like just a little nervous at times too, I think. Because like it's it's a big stage. He, he slapped in a new owner, new car, new number, 
pretty car. I thought that paint scheme was fantastic. Oh my it, god, it, it, it's the best one out there. I think. Almost. Oh, that car was so clean. I like, needed just... DoorDash gear ASAP. Yeah, that was so nice. And then like, I'm excited for the Dr Pepper car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dr Pepper car. Oh my god, that car's okay. gonna be even prettier. So, here's one more as a Bubba fan statement I'm gonna make. And as a Bubba fan, I think I could say this without ever being ridiculed. I think that the broadcasting booth and Fox's production is putting a little bit too much light on Bubba. 100%. They're shoving them. They're shoving them down people's throats. Not even that. They're hyping them up way too hard. And I mean, they're going to fucking burn it down. Yeah. 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 And let's be honest. Daytona is Daytona. The real season doesn't really for, I mean, the Daytona is a win. Don't get me wrong, but we're not going to know what these cars are going to do until really we get to that road course yeah and not to not to knock your boys jacob but i mean trevor bain won the 500 yeah and no 100 percent. you know the rest I mean, of the dylan, season dylan won it too back in 20 17 18 and with that you know i mean what else did did dylan do that season what else did trevor bain do the Daytona 500 exactly. is loved because it's literally anybody's race. It's like a free lock into the playoffs, you know? And, and that's not saying it's an easy, easy track. And I'm not saying any of those guys out there don't deserve to win or to be out there, but the playing field is a lot more even at super speedways and at the 500 than it is at Phoenix or at Atlanta or Bristol or Charlotte, you know, those tracks, that's where, you know, the guys really shine at the 500 to say, you know, well, if Bubba wins the 500, he's a lock for the championship. No. Yeah, I, I mean, also tonight, I, and, and the performance for 2311, uh, Ty didn't have such a good day in the clash, but that was Ty. Ty's not with 2311. Bubba's with 2311. And I think Bubba's going to have – I think Bubba's going to come out with a win. Um, the speed that we have seen – I mean, I hate to say it, but I think we're looking at another Furniture Row scenario. I think we're looking at another Furniture Row scenario where Furniture Row has the equipment, has the good equipment, and has better people around it. And Michael Jordan's got the money to invest in it. That's just that's just plain and simple. Yeah, no, there's not not a second where Jordan's going to hire a schmuck to be anywhere no. within the vicinity of him. Jordan and Jordan's got a bad history with the motocross team, which led a lot of people to come in here and say, well, it could be like another situation with the motocross team. That's not the situation. This is NASCAR. This is the number one motor racing anything in North America. There's nothing that comes in here that beats it. Right. And that's just plain and simple. And so also not to forget that one of the, the top, three guys in the series is also a co-owner so i mean as far as like the inside knowledge what you got to do to get here you know not only like jordan didn't walk into this clueless about what the aerodynamics need to be or Mm -hmm. you know how it feels as a driver because he's got denny hamlin right there with him helping him you know between the two of them make the right decisions and that could be the guy who wins three daytona 500s in a row have picks changed are you guys sticking with your picks I'm sticking with Blaney, dude. I I changed mine the other day on Cody's stream. What you did? What's yours I'm, now? Truex. You think Truex is going to win the Daytona 500? I think Truex. He's came I, close before. 
I kind of, I want to change mine. I know I was heavy on Maddie. Maddie didn't perform well tonight. Not at all. And to Maddie me, think, wasn't strong. Yeah. I think the duel is a great way to set back and see how it looks. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I think he might need a backup car now, but I think, I think I'm going to go Brad Keselowski. Brad K. Yep. He's got a lot to prove. He's going to a backup car because Garrett Smithley decided to turn left. But See, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be Truex or Harvick still. I mean Harvick, he performed damn well. Harvick is strong. Harvick's strong. He, he was very strong tonight. He showed it tonight. Now I'm I mean, let's go ahead and talk about this. We can't throw out Austin Dillon. No, not at all. No. I, I would pick him, but I don't want to be biased. I just don't want to pick my boy and be See, like Dylan's gonna win it. Like well, Dylan ran strong all night. It's not like Dylan came night. out of nowhere. I think you the know, lowest he, Dylan was that was maybe seventh, and he would build right yeah. back, and that was just and, and on Dil- the bottom side. So he's always been strong at the super speedways. Mm-hmm. So Austin Dillon boy, talk about your night. Hey, I was just pumped. The man stayed above ten. I made a bet with the boys if he could get a top five, I'd finally pull the trigger and get the Austin Dillon hat that I've been desperately wanting. Jacob can Jacob can test for me. Been rooting for Austin Dillon for years. Don't know why. <laughs> just picked up on him. It started out as a as a as like a meme. He would get on NASCAR online and he would talk to people who were in the race and say, "Austin Dillon's a real number three, baby." And screw yep, with them. That I would. That I would. I don't think I've ever heard anybody get more pissed off than those people in those NASCAR games. They got so damn mad. But, no, I, and I know he's joking, but sometimes I'm like, bro, just shut the fuck up about that. Like that, that ain't true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Austin Dillon. I mean, he's it's great to see. I mean, I mean. Technically, this is the first season I'm going to watch all the way through in a long time. So, he came, he came alive tonight. Exactly to see duel number two, see Austin Dillon just perform so well. It just makes me excited to see, you know, my boy might do well this season. So, and this, and and, and another thing, and his too, brother, his brother did really damn well as well. So, yeah, but because I mean, of the charter system, he won't be in it, and that's just yeah. he deserves. He's going to be in the Xfinity series, so I'm not too mad about it. I mean, he's still no. got a ride. He's still got a chance to mm-hmm. to prove himself. But I will say this. I will say what I was saying earlier. Now we have 40 cars yep. in a pack. And we can and look at the aggression that we've seen. And, and, and Duel 1 wasn't as aggressive as Duel 2, but we still seen aggression in Duel 1. So let's sit here and think about what 40 cars are going to do all together with that same aggression. Because manufacturers are going to come into play. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if y'all paid attention to the broadcast booth or not tonight. But there was a manufacturer meeting between manufacturers and each individual like team. And uh, apparently they had game plans and rumor has it, it was to make friends with the other manufacturers tonight. Do you think that was more of a Toyota game? It had because... to be Toyota. There's only five of them out there. Yeah, it has to be Toyota. Well, no, cause... there's only, yeah, there's five. There's five. There, like, Toyota's the only one that I could see doing that. Because you know good and well Ford. We saw Denny Hamlin tonight out there up front. Ford left him out to dry quicker than he could even think about it. They I, think, right I think it would – I think if we're going to see an alliance, I think it's going to be Toyota and Chevy. 100%. Who, who was the other, who's the fifth? Toyota. Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, Bubba, Kyle. Truex, Christopher Truex, Bell, Bell. Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because Ty Dillon didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, there, I mean, there's the only that's the only Toyotas we got. No Toyota Toyota out there, and Toyota really. I mean, okay, they got no one to blame but themselves. They have no you got use. Toyota and Chevy linking together though. That Ford? would have to be. over Chevy and Ford. 
Ford and Chevy are not linking up. No, no shot. No shot at they all. They hate each other. And, they they were doing it. They were doing it with the uh, fucking Harvick. Harvick that and was, Dylan were doing it. Yeah, it was just one of those situations where they happened to be together. Yeah. It, it was up to them. Ford, if you notice in Dole 2, Ford kept trying to get up there and be with them. I mean, Ford was split what? There was a pack that was four of them. Well, it was on the high side. Did you notice Boyer and Gordon were talking about how they needed to keep Ford separated in Dole 2? Because if those Fords get linked up, they were talking about the nose and how well the nose worked with – if they get linked up, they just leave them sitting. And we yeah. see it time and time again. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why – because Chevys, they can't link up as good as the Fords, and Toyotas can't link at all. There's mm-hmm. always separation between Toyotas. Uh, Ford – Doug Yates has come out and said this. Doug Yates focuses a lot on these super speedway races. A lot. Because this right here is where you get your horsepower at. And they have Ford has just always been the ones to beat at super speedways. And, and the funny thing is they rarely win. They rarely win a race because they'll get wrecked out. But you think about all the Ford teams we got out here. I mean, you got Penske, which is now sporting technically four cars, because you got Brad, Joey, five cars. They're technically sporting five. Because you got Brad, Joey, Ryan Blaney, Cedric. And then you got Matt, Matty D. And, that you know, that's that's five right there. Stuart Haas, you have four of them. Then you go down and then uh, Roush Fenway, you have two cars. Front Row Motorsports, you got – I think there's two running in that. Ford after Ford after Ford. And if those Fords get linked up, there's just nothing that Toyota, and Chevro- Toyota could do or Chevrolet could do. You uh, only have two competitive Chevrolet teams, and you only yeah. have – one, I mean, proven competitive Toyota team. Yeah, and and this and this really changed when Stuart Stuart Hawks changed manufacturers. That was that was like that little needle that just gave it to Ford, and it's true. And he got Ford a championship out of it. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't expect Ford to go out there and be sloppy by any means on Sunday. No. I think I think all three manufacturers. I don't think I would pick a manufacturer to win more so than I would a driver to win. Same. And I'm calling it right now. The manufacturer splits are going to happen during the first segment of pit stops. Oh yeah, for sure. I think you're going to see the Toyotas fall back early, specifically the Toyotas, all five of them. They're going to have to, they're going to have to come up with a game plan because they're going to have to have something that gets them where they can get up front. Cause they, they get up they, front. They have the speed. We saw it they, in practice. They have the speed. They have the speed, but they have to be up front. If they're not up front, then they're going to be screwed. They That's get just, fucking swallowed like Kyle did earlier. Yeah. Like, I just if you if he's not up front, like, just. Nobody is going to, and I even think when it comes down to it, let's say that Chevy and Toyota, they've worked out a plan to, you know, help each other. I think in the last 50 laps, if Bubba's hung out to dry, Kyle's hung out to dry, any of the Toyota guys are hung out to dry, I don't think you're going to see a Chevy pull up to save them. Nope. No. Nope. And, 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 it's pretty much Chevrolet Toyota versus Ford. Without a doubt, 100%. That's just the way it's going to play. That's the way it's going to play. Because, like I said, tonight we seen it. Ford went right past Denny Hamlin. They could have picked Denny Hamlin up if they, if they would have wanted to. Denny Hamlin had the speed. You know, they just didn't want to. And that's just that whole, whole wholesome rivalry between the manufacturers of Super Right. Speedways. And I mean, here's another one, though. Are Toyotas even going to fucking work together? Bubba went oh. up high expecting Kyle to to pull in behind him nope didn't 
Kyle, his only hope is Truex. Kyle was getting outperformed by Bubba, and my my opinion is, is he didn't want him. Uh, he didn't want that to be known because Kyle Busch. Uh, It's the sound guy. I bet you didn't expect this. You know, one episode, I'm like, maybe we can go the whole episode without having to cut anything out. Cooper Watson, everyone. Cooper Watson. Uh, he said something that, you know, <laughs> might might not be uh, uh, good for everyone. You know, might piss some people off. So, you know what? We just decided, you know what? Let's be bad. Let's cut it. Might as well. So uh, we're going to continue the conversation about Toyotas working together, all that stuff, without calling anybody any names. So thank you very much. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, you, you saw it with – how many times have we seen him? And, like, listen, there's no other driver that this has happened to. If somebody is outperforming him and he doesn't like it, he will pull up and he will dump their shit. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. And that's why and Parv races the same fucking way. On heat <laughs> Learn from yeah. Daddy. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Learn from but, Daddy. And I can say it now because Parv's not here to defend Kyle, okay? That's, that's where Kyle's championships come from. I wanted to say the joke again so bad, but I felt like a dick the first time, so I didn't. <laughs> you know, but... When it comes to Kyle Busch, as you said, he is going to always try to outshine anybody at any means possible. And if that means I got to dump you because you have a better car, at least I'm the one crossing the finish line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, and we, we've seen this time. I mean, I mean, you know, the whole Kyle Larson, uh, Kyle Busch scenario at Chicago, Chicago land a couple of years ago. I mean, Kyle got in, uh, Kyle, oh shit. Larson got into Bush, and I mean, it wasn't like a malicious thing. It was definitely an accident. But what did Bush do? Bush went and dumped him. And everybody was like, well, that was just a racing deal. Well, there's a difference in dumping somebody and getting into their door. Yeah. And I mean, especially, you know, coming to the white flag, if you're banging doors, that is what it is. That's racing. But when you're blatantly driving it in on somebody, I mean, you, you can, you can miss me with that. And, Maybe I sound like a hypocrite for the, uh, yep, yep. Joey laid one on him. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a hypocrite for what happened at the clash, but also to justify that they were coming up to literally the checkered flag 40 was, feet away. It, and it's such a, it's such a weird scenario because even I find myself asking, well, it was just an exhibition race, but at the same time, it was still a race. Still, right, but see, up. if you're not going to race like that though at an exhibition race, why even show up to an exhibition race? Well, I think it's not we... like anybody was like you know screwed out of a playoff chance or you know screwed out of points. I mean, it was an exhibition race. Yeah, and I think, I think, I think that the next exhibition race they were going to have is the All Star race, and it's at Texas this year. And I don't really know how I feel about it so far. Um, well, I'll tell you now, I'll throw up. <sighs> I don't care about Texas. I don't mind Texas, but it's just not somewhere I think about the all-star race. Just 100%. Uh, I, w- I would find it interesting if they move it every year from now on. I think they will. I think it'll stick with Speedway Motorsports. Yeah. Next year it might be Vegas, might be Kentucky. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But And, you know, Speedway now owns – I think it was Sonoma they bought, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. They, bought, they own New Hampshire. 
uh, Nashville and Dover are the same people now. Nashville yep. and Dover are the same, oh, really? the same people. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but we will be at Nashville Super Speedway. I think we mentioned Ooh. it two episodes ago. We, we did. I All think right. so. I couldn't remember. We will be there. We're going to go to that race. Uh, I'm hoping to go to a few more this year. Hell, we Man, might go to one before that. I want to go to Dega so bad. Same. I want to go camp at Dega. Oh, if I go to Talladega, I'm camping. So here's the question, boys. Uh, I mean, we talked about everything. So Daytona 500. Who do you have, Cody? You have? I'm going Brad K. You're going Brad K. I'm going I'm, Brad K. I'm going Blaney. Cooper's going Truex. So Which is weird. I mean, I, I don't know why, but I'm feeling Truex. Truex I'm, are harping, but I'm sticking with Truex. I'm going to make Parf's prediction because I feel like I'm channeled enough on his wavelength. I think he would go Almirola. I think he, he would, is. Yeah. I think it's what he said. I think he said Almirola. Yeah, because he had so, him on the he had him on the clash. Now we just had um, we just had Chase on here from Garage Guys. So let me ask you this: the whole ordeal with him is he bets. How much would you bet on your driver? Cash. 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 Am I fi- are we talking me right now or if I'm like financially secure? You right now. You right now. I, if I was financially secure, I'd be throwing down thousands of dollars. And, I'd throw 25 on Brad. 25? Dollar, no dollars. Dollars. <laughs> no, he's done said it. 25,000. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the paycheck at the door. You can show up. <laughs> All right, Cooper, what you got? I'm throwing no more than $10 on, on Truex. On Truex? No more than $10. Why? Toyotas are fucking stupid. I'm not, I'm not doing more than 10 on them. Straight up, I put 50 down on Blaney. I would put 50 on Blaney. If my, if my bet was Blaney, if my bet was Blaney or Harvick secure, I'd put 50. All right. So then I'd everybody needs to take a screenshot to show that we actually made these bets. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I will put 50 on Blaney. I think I might actually put a bet on Blaney. Okay. I think I'm going to put 50 on him. I, I'll walk you through how to do it. You I walk am, me through how to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, show me how to do the same. I'll, I'll put 10 on Truex. I'm not doing any more than 10. I can't, but do you get to pick the place or are you just picking for a winner? Um, I'll have to go through and look at the way they have it formatted, but I'm pretty sure it's it's winners for NASCAR with betting. Okay. Um, okay. Now, what we will do, though, is – I will send out to you guys, and I would hope that you wouldn't copy me. Absolutely. I'm going to send you my, my, my DraftKings lineup for the 500, which I will do on Saturday. Okay, absolutely. And that's a, that's a little bit different than just your flat-out bets. You, you pick a – I think it's seven drivers. You have sixty or $70,000 worth of salary space to spend on them. And, it's hold the on. same you were doing for the playoffs, wasn't it? When you were doing football, when you were doing yeah. NFL, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we picked your, uh, we picked your team. So I, I don't think they're going to adjust the pricing anymore. I'll run you through the pricing real quick of these, uh, these drivers, and let you know what we're working with. Okay. All right. While we're here, and this is how we'll close out the episode, since this is a little bit of a fantasy theme. Got a fantasy theme going. So, moving in on the five hundred. Let's see. I have one lineup entered already. But I'm not giving that one out. I'll send you all a different one. So you start out and you have $50,000 worth of salary space. 
Number one is Denny Hamlin. He is worth $10,400. And now remember, you have to fill six slots. Damn. Number two is Chase Elliott at $10,300. Brad Kay is $10,100. Ryan Blaney is $10,000 even. Joey Logano is non-non. Harvick How is, is Blaney more than but, Joey Logano? Because of the way he performs at Speedways. Ah, uh, okay. So each race is different as far as how much drivers cost. It's based on like how well they perform and that sort of thing. Another thing you got to pay attention to is their starting spot. So you earn points by where they start and where they finish. So if you pick the guy who starts first and he wrecks out early, you lose a shit ton of points. Like you're negative. Um, so you have Kevin Harvick at nine, seven, Kyle Busch at nine, five, Truex at nine, three, Bowman at nine, two, Byron at nine, even, uh, Kurt at 8.8, Almirola at eight, six, Larson at eight, five, Dylan at eight, three, Stenhouse at eight, one, DiBenedetto at seven, nine, Chastain at seven, eight, Chris Bell at seven, six, Bubba at uh, seven, four. Eric Jones at 7-3, Reddick at 7-1, Newman at 7 flat, Busher at 6-9, Custer at 6-7, Briscoe at 6-6, McMurray at 6-4, McDowell at 6-3, Cindric at 6-1, Priest at 6 flat, LaJoy at 5-8, Suarez at 5-7, Dylan at 5-5. Obviously, that'd be a bad bet to throw in there now. <laughs> uh, Reagan at 5-4. Alfredo at 5-2, uh, Grala at 4-9, um, Joey Gase at 4-5, Smithley at 4-5. Smithley, baby. Yeah. I'm throwing it in. All, all my money, all my everything I got. Uh, let's see. Did I mean, Oh, yeah, Timmy Hill at 4-7, Balicki at 4-6, Derek Cope at 4-5, Quinn, Quinn Hauf at 4-5, Cody Ware at 4-5. Quick, we didn't even mention the whole instant with Ross Chastain. How is he going to run in the 500? Well, he's gonna he's gonna be a backup car. Yeah, that's because he took a bunch of damage. Like, yeah, his car was dead. He got towed off. Uh, I I think I think there's like six or seven cars that's going to backup cars. Yeah, which is crazy because I mean I was actually excited for Ross Chastain just because of you, Jacob. You were like. He's he's a guy to watch. I was I was pretty pumped to see him this season. I mean, he ran he ran decent. Not saying he's day. dead. Like he's not yeah. dead for the season or anything. But just, well, he 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 kind of he kind of just ran in the top ten. Yeah, like right right at right at the t- like twelfth to tenth place is where I usually see him. Which yeah. would have been interesting to see when you know, like you said, you get the forty cars out there. How are you going to run? Are you still mm-hmm. going to be a top ten? Or are you going to sit back and you know middle of the pack? I don't. It's just... and I, and I don't know. He's won Daytona before, so. Has he really? Yeah, he won the Xfinity Series at Daytona. Oh, uh, so, I mean, he's got some experience. And he's what he knows what he's doing. I seen Briscoe and Chastain hanging out earlier. They were the ones that was talking. I kind of like that little duo. Looks good. But uh, yeah, I think I think Chastain's going to be a good good addition to the sport. He's probably my Chevrolet driver now. I respect that. I think mine's Tyler Reddick. <laughs> I didn't know that. I think it's a, <laughs> the car in the back right there on your little setup. I oh, see. Oh yeah, you, you see that? I see the Bubba's and I see the. Uh, Which Reddit car did you get? Did you get the uh, the cat? It's, it's the cat. Yeah, yeah, the, the primary. Cat. Yeah, and you got the DoorDash Bubba, and then you got the what now? 
the Jimmy's Jimmy, final Jimmy. ride, buddy. Jimmy's final final go. So, um, real quick though, for for when it comes to the the DraftKings, if you're planning on playing, make sure you pay attention whether or not Byron and Bowman have to start from the back because they are slated for one and two, so they will start with negative points. Because mm. they automatically lose all those positions right off the bat. Ain't it funny that they got front row and then they just raced? I'll be honest. I think it's stupid that they even race. I think it should be optional. But then if it was optional, you'd have like five cars out there because people didn't want to, you know. Right. Well, I think I think specifically your front row should just not have to race. Yeah. Everybody else has to. But for the front row, I don't think they should. Because I mean, what, what are they going to do? Win the duel? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're completely right. I mean, Clint Boyer, we've seen him go the hell off about it. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, th- I think that's where we wrap her up. All right. Hell yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how these bets go. I'm going to see if I can keep my balls. Uh, I don't know what I was going to go with that. <laughs> keep your balls above water. We'll see if I can keep my balls. Yeah. We'll see if I can just keep my balls and see if I can bet this money that I'm talking so much mad shit about. But let's do it. Hell yeah. I'm down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man. But everybody, thanks for listening to another week of the Left Turn Cool. Make sure you find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's all at Left Turn Cult. Uh, shout out to Chase for coming on from the Garage Guys. Make sure you check out their podcast, their website. If you're trying to make bank this season in NASCAR, that's probably where you need to go because we are never going to give you any solid fantasy advice. None. Not at all. <laughs> I think uh, I'm just telling you, man, I'm going to go ahead and say Derek Cope. He is going to be the 2021 Daytona 500 champion. And that is why you should not listen to a word that we say. <laughs> so I would like to to bid you all farewell. We pulled a late one tonight, but it was fun. Hell yeah. Same. I had a bunch of fun. Thank you. Thank you, boys. For sure. For sure. Hey, go Austin Dillon. Go RCR. Let's get a win Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fuck. I could what happened there? <laughs> they'll they'll get a win one of those days. Just don't, don't know which one. Hey, truck series, Haywood Egan, she's coming. That's right. We got truck series and Xfinity series coming up. And I haven't kept up with it one bit already, so I'll have oh, to get same. back into it. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm saying all season, if if Coop's gonna be all in on Deegan, I'm all in on Decker this season. I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on here. Let's just let's just go ahead and end the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the left turn cult. We'll see y'all uh hopefully next week with with my prediction coming true and me coming in in my golden chariot. And hopefully at an earlier time. Bam 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 bam. Bam 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 Bumper, <laughs> 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 <laughs>